Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. We'd like to welcome you to Storytime with Father Tom Dahlman. Tom, tell us a story today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this will introduce our topic this morning. When I was, a, or this evening, whenever you're listening to this, when I was in youth ministry at kind of a large evangelical church, we were right on the border between a poor neighborhood and kind of... Uh, the, a college campus, midtown area of the town I was in. And we had just <laughs> built this new gymnasium with this new kitchen. And it was, it was supposed to be a gym, also supposed to be a parish hall. And I remember I had this idea. I wanted to open up our church on Thursday nights um, to have a community meal to invite all these folks from the neighborhood to come and eat. And it would have been a lot of work, true. It would have been with maybe, who knows if it would have led to any kind of church growth or anything, but the point was just getting in with the neighborhood. And I was bringing up the idea, talking to the leadership about it, and one person in the leadership said, what good will it do us to feed them if they're still going to hell? <laughs> and... That was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me, and I decided I was done. You know, I was out the door looking yeah. for something. And it just was a matter of time after that. Because I couldn't even wrap my head around that perspective. So, to me, the what I want to discuss this morning is, what is the mission of the church? Hmm. And okay. obviously, when you're coming from the evangelical world, the mission is to save souls. Uh, which you can't even do because Jesus already did that, you know. <laughs> but uh, when you're um, in uh, in our world, it feels like the mission of the church is to do social work or, you know, feed people. Mm-hmm. So I guess I want to talk about what, where do we arrive at those two conclusions? You know, are they either of them right? What? And, uh, and what, how do we approach this topic? You know, hmm. what, where, what are the answers? That's great. Wow. That, uh, that was a, that's a great statement. <laughs> you can't save souls because Jesus already did that. Um, that's a, that's a topic for another. <laughs> that's yeah. We'll have to unpack that one later, but, but I, I appreciate, uh, you saying that too, um, because we place ourselves in a savior position. Um, it can, can, um, and I know I've done it in, in times past, you know, thinking it's like, oh, okay, I got to get this done. Got to get this done for Jesus. Um, so going back to your story and just to relate my past, um, I never even heard the word 
social action, which which is kind of where we're headed with this social action in a church is kind of a title or something like that. The church and social action, I think, is something we talked about, and maybe it'll just be mission of the church. Um, but the social uh, justice, social action, those uh, types of phrases I, I never heard um, ever mentioned. And um, outreach, I think, is is kind of something you can term this as. Would you agree in that? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I don't even remember that. I mean, I don't remember doing anything for necessarily anyone else. Like, we would have a car wash for ourselves <laughs> to raise money um, to take us somewhere. You know, it was, it just seemed like it was, and man, I don't want to discount it if I'm wrong because it could have been, but I just don't remember it. But I just don't remember doing stuff for other people, which is crazy. Um, and so when you speak about things like that, um, I don't know if it was something to like, we wanted people to come to church, you know, to be saved, as you said. And, uh, but it's not something that we would go out and I felt like help others unless I just missed it. Everett, what was your past like in that area? <clears throat> You know, I, um, it seemed that a lot of times that, um, mission was something that we did over there. Um, mm, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Mission was, 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 was overseas was, um, you know, was, was to other people. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't, and, and, and I know that there was, you know, um, local outreach um i don't i don't particularly remember it um as a you know as a kid growing up you know where i kind of became familiar with this was when you know as i became uh, involved in um local outreaches was always the question of well do you make someone you know sit and you know listen to oh yeah uh you, you know a testimony before they are able to, um, you know, you know, get their meal or whatever. Um, and, and I think if you look at the, the model that, that Jesus showed was, is that Jesus would have meal with people who were outcasts or whatever. And I, and I, and, and, and I think there's a danger in, um, casting anybody who is in the need of a meal. Well, they're the outcast. Cause I, I, I think that we say that from a place of privilege. Right. Um, but, you know, Jesus ate a meal with them, and it was in the course of the meal that, you know, Jesus would share, you know, the love of God. So it wasn't, well, let me give you my sermon, and then, you know, we can eat. Um, the meal was the sermon. Man, that's good. <laughs> the, meal, the meal is the testimony. Right. Uh, I, I'm rereading uh, the Ragamuffin Gospel. Uh, yeah. by Manning, and he goes on, um, and, you know, it, it may not even be him saying this, but it, it talked about how in the um, Jewish culture that inviting someone to a meal was to enter into relationship with them, and it was there. So if you said, hey, come and eat with me, then you immediately are saying you are a friend of mine and we are in relationship and how so many people, prostitutes, tax collectors, and so on, were outcast and were not invited to meals within the Jewish, uh, well, I don't know, in Jerusalem, I don't know, in, in, in Israel. <laughs> and um, 
And so the fact that he went to Zacchaeus and said, I'm coming to eat with you today, that's why that was such a big deal. And everyone around them went, oh my gosh, you know, this, this prophet, this, this man of God, as, they, as the author said, um, you know, invited him into relationship, into friendship, which is why that was so subversive to everyone around them, because, you know, Zacchaeus was a ta- tax collector. But I, you know, and I, and I look, I mean, so I don't want to get too far from, from Tom's um, right, right. point here. We always uh, do. <laughs> but, you know, I, so, so, you know, J- Justin um, got us involved in this Thursday night light um, where they go and they serve a, a meal to neighbors uh, down at the caring center in downtown Tulsa. And, um, and, and, and sometimes, you know, there'll be volunteers from, you know, other local schools or whatever, they would show up to come help. And then the question was, well, what do we do? You know, if we can't serve them a meal, what do we do? And I'm like, sit down and talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, and, and so, so, so even when there was social action, a lot of times it's us doing something for somebody else. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and, you know, which is which which keeps the barrier, right? I mean, I can, right. you know, and, and I and I get that. I mean, I mean, it's one thing. With, go ahead, Everett. Sorry. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I, 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 I fall into that same trap too. Yeah, it's one thing to feed people; it's another thing to sit down and eat with somebody. You know, the amazing thing that I see there too is the. Um, People who have been involved with Thursday Night Light, uh, Tim Way, Paul Schmidt, and others. Um, I, I mean, I was the same way. Is like I hugged the uh, water thermos <laughs> like it was base in Chase, and I would not leave it for like a year <laughs> when I was down there. And then as your comfort level comes, you kind of venture out. Um, and if you go down there and you look for Tim, Tim's sitting across the table from someone having a conversation and eating with them. And that is something to where uh, we've put ourselves in, in as what you kind of said, uh, Everett, is this privilege role of serving, you know, because we look at that word serving and being a servant, but it's more so about being in relationship. Uh, and, and so uh, that, that's, a, that's a good point to bring up. And uh, yeah, Tim has a book called uh, Scent where he talks about that in detail in one of his chapters. And uh, it's, it's a great point. But, man, I, it's not easy for me. <laughs> it's really yeah. not easy. I, yeah. I really recommend the book Toxic Charity. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, which absolutely. I, which I was forced to read in seminary, and I'm so glad that yeah. doc, Dr. Paul Barton forced me to read it. It was a great book. And at any time, that's the biggest problem from a... Hey, Tom. It, uh, yeah. So, uh, because you dropped the name of the book, in, um, why 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 should people read that book? Okay, because <laughs> it points out the truth that most of the work that we do, most of the so-called charity work that we do, is putting the people doing the work in a position of power over the people who are receiving it, Please and that and that is why we. There, that that's the problem with that way. If you're doing the work of the gospel, in quotes, I'm making quotes with my fingers. <laughs> I see it. 
<laughs> I go, and you're saying, I'm going to come down here and I'm going to build a church in Mexico. That's one that hits close to home for me. That's tough that I used to do a lot. I'm going to show up with my kids. I'm going to do this work. We're going to build this church for you with our money. You better like the way we do it. <laughs> and, and you better, you know, and it's to soften hearts. But for people to accept that work, they're kind of saying, you're over me. You're in charge of me. You're, you know. Right. So if I'm going to feed somebody with the attachment of they have to hear this gospel presentation, you're already beginning from a place of dominance over that person. And that's not that's not sharing the gospel. That's um, preaching down to somebody to mm, give them something. That's a good point. Yeah. But let's, okay, can I change tracks? Yeah, um, go ahead. I, I know we've got away from where we were. Let, let me pretend like I'm the leader of that church that I first mentioned and in my story and I want you two to defend um, why do you do social action from the scripture defend it from the scripture or a theological defense why do you why do you think it's okay for the church to do all this social action or to do this work in the community without um, discipleship being a part of it or without conversion being a part of it where do you how do you justify that the church is not a social service organization it's what jesus did <laughs> um, where where okay so here's here's the interesting thing so i looked up luke um uh, i was doing some research on oppressed um and because when i think of social action a lot of times my mind moves to freeing the oppressed uh, and that has a sense of saviorism to it, um, and so, but it, there's there's a sense of free because you go you think about social justice and in, in, in which is part of social action. I, I don't want to get into the uh, details of which the difference there, but um, so when I started researching this and kind of reading about it a little bit, it got into oppression. When Jesus took uh, in Luke and read the Isaiah scroll. Uh, I need to pull this up. Sorry, guys, I didn't have it pulled up, so I'm going to do some click clacking on my keyboard while I'm doing this. But it was, it actually said, here, let me do, do, do. Let's do some intermittent music here. So he pulls the Isaiah scroll and reads Jesus in this synagogue, says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. <laughs> and so in announcing his ministry, he mentions the word oppressed. Now, for me, the word oppressed means uh, us as a society, as a culture, having things incorrect. We're oppressed by, uh, many of us, by privilege um, in, in that we don't know that we are have privilege and how to use it and things like that. And so we are oppressing others that don't even know it, uh, where things break down when you go and sit down at a table with someone. And, you know, we are the ones who turn around and, and claim the, oh, you're the least of these. I need to go feed you, <laughs> you know, and those things kind of break down in that world. So that's one form. I hope that made some sense. I think um, 
what is it, Matthew 25, whatever you did to the least of these, you did it to me, um, would be a, would be a text that I think would inform sort of social action. Um, but okay. I, I, I think, and I don't, I don't know if this is, I think, you know, to, to Tom's point is, or, or to Tom's question is, is that the church is more than a social service agency. Um, and, and, and I think particularly in sort of liberal Protestantism, we can kind of get sort of stuck in, well, you know, um, sharing the good news is is having a, a food line or grocery handout or, you know, um, and, and, and we lose the part about sharing the good news of, of, of God and Jesus Christ. I don't know if that's where you were going, Tom, or not. Well... It, yes, it is. But, I mean, obviously I agree that we should just feed people no strings attached. And we should help people no strings attached. And But I just wanted, I know that there are certain folks sitting out there listening to this. And they're going to want to know, well, how do they justify this? Um, and, and one of them will say this. And this is going to get me in trouble more than anything. I've ever said on this podcast, or probably ever will say, because Matthew 25 is the favorite passage of the Episcopal Church and, and most liberal Protestant denominations. But if you read Matthew from beginning to end, when he talks about the least of these in Matthew, he's talking about his disciples hmm. from the beginning of Matthew to the end. So in the context of Matthew 25, he's preaching to the Jewish people, and he's saying, and this is written, the gospel is written during a time of persecution, destruction of the temple. He's, Jesus is preaching to the world, to the Jewish folks specifically, when you care for my disciples, um, it's like you're doing it for me, you know. And so in the context, it's not about the poor. We've applied it to who is the least of these in our society, but that's a jump we're making. I think it's an okay jump because uh, we have a different view of who is the people of God, you know, than what I grew up with. But the people I grew up with are going to hear us quote Matthew 25 and they're going to say, they're going to know the context and they're going to know that that doesn't work to justify um, from their perspective. It won't justify work among the poor because they know uh, that Matthew is not about, um, you know what, you understand what I'm saying? I'm tracking. Well, and, and I think it's important, like, so even like in the book of James, you know, James has a really strong emphasis upon, um, you know, so, social action. But mm -hmm. even then, I mean, it, it um, it's, it's often focused on within the community. Right. Um, and, and, and part of that is, is because, um, there, there's some thought that, that the early church saw themselves, um, as a, um, you know, sort of as a kingdom apart from the kingdoms around them. So that, so that, you know, they're, 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 the city they're, of God versus Rome, as Augustine would say it. Right. Okay. Uh, and, oh, sorry, and, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. And so I just... You know, I mean, I think a lot of times we, we universalize some of these passages and within their context, they mean like within the community, within, you know, right. your, your, your group. I, I don't think it's a far 
fetch to to you know expand it out given our present circumstances but i think tom is right in that you know the original intent um is is that we're talking about within you know the matthew community or the community that james is writing to right they would say you're making that text walk on water that's what they use <laughs> but the point is we know that we're supposed to interpret the scripture and that's a reasonable interpretation that we're making but it just if you're talking to a biblical literal literalist um that'll that'll i mean to me the best thing is just jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself and um he told well, us gospel luke makes the neighbor pretty universal yes and then the story of the good samaritan for example or right, whoever you know greater love hath no one than this than to lay down your life for your friends so and um Although then you got to get into what is the meaning of friends. But, uh, I think that if you look at the contrast, and I don't mean to pick, I don't mean to do this, but you look at the previous presiding bishop in the Episcopal Church, Catherine Jefferts Shorey, and you heard her talk about, it, and I, and and I there's 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 some some folks who really, I mean, I you know she 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 she's not necessarily my my cup of tea. But I don't. I, I I have heard her speak enough to know that she is a faithful um, Christian. But her emphasis would be, you know, if you talked about evangelism, it was go create, you know, a food pantry or go create this social service. There was actually an ad that was some ads that were created. And it was about evangelism, and it had you know a picture of a person you know cutting up a carrot for you know a soup kitchen. Well, I I have no you know I, I have no problem with seeing part of you know our call to Christian mission to go and and, and feed the hungry, um, but you know I think the holistic vision that um, Bishop Curry provides of that it is that 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 evangelism is in word and deed, um, not just one or the other. At this point, we need to say that the views expressed on fundamentally trained are not <laughs> necessarily. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Everett, that's the second time you've actually brought that up on the podcast. <laughs> I like that you're dancing around it. I'm not saying I don't like, but no. Um, okay, we got to back up. We got to back up, Tom. I've never heard the least of these pointed to the disciples. That's the first time I've ever heard that outlook. So we got to break that down a little bit for me. Um, so you're saying that in Matthew, when Jesus speaks of the least of these, and this is what I want to clarify. Are you talking about the 12 disciples? Yeah. Yep. He's telling, and, he's telling and Mary and what, 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 and Mary and Mary Magdalene and Lazarus and all the folks who were following him. In their society at the time, they were the least of these. So in the context of Matthew, the least of these is talking about the church. <laughs> okay. I always, I've never brought that up in the million times I've heard it said, but if you're just going by the context of Matthew, it's not talking about, um, and then, but then you got to get into, I'm saying, from a certain person, if you start your reading of scripture from a view of, from the view that evangelicals have, you know that that's not talking about the poor. 
So I think it is talking about the poor because. Oh, wait, wait, time, time, stop, stop, stop. Here's what I'm missing. In my head, you're saying the least of these points to the disciples. And this is yes. whose view? Yours or your old church's? In Matthew's gospel. Yes. Whether I'm Episcopalian or evangelical. In strictly Matthew's gospel, if you heard it read in the context it was originally written, it's talking about the disciples. Okay, so you're saying that as a statement. That's that's what it says. And right. and but then okay, because that's blowing my mind. So because that sounds like Jesus goes around and gets five thousand people together and says, "Hey, feed these twelve. Knock it out. Get it done." You know what I mean? That's what I'm hearing. Well, at the at the time of the writing, the temple's being, you know, destroyed. They're fleeing. They're a small ragtag, persecuted minority. They are the least of these in that society. Um, and that's the context of Matthew. Matthew is sort of an uh, apocalyptic right. uh, twinge for- to it about, you know, are you, are you righteous or, 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 or unrighteous? Written for and the it, Jews. Um, written uh, for Jewish Christians, yeah. Jewish, and so, Jewish Christians, right, with the mindset the, of, of the Messiah. Yeah. Right, and the chapter before, it's all about, you know, all this apocalyptic stuff. The destruction of the temple, fleeing the city, you know. The moon will be turned to blood. I mean, the sun will be turned, all that stuff. So, but I have, I don't think that the children of God, because the whole of humanity is made in the image of God. Um, so my view is just... Um, my view is different than where I came from as far as who's in and who's out. You know what I mean? But if you start from a perspective of a very narrow view of who's in that group of disciples, and you know the context of Matthew, Matthew 25 is not going to go and help you do social action. Hmm. Um, because it's a message to, it seems like in that perspective, it's a message to people in power, you know, to care for when they will care for Christ's disciples who are being persecuted and are in a position of weakness, then they have done it. It's like they've done it to Jesus, you know. Does that make sense? Yep, kind of. <laughs> I'm still dealing with <laughs> the shocking. Uh, translation or whatever you want to call it, interpretation. There's a ton yeah. more script. We don't want to make the podcast about Matthew 24. I know, five. I know. And, and, but and, and, there's and, and, a ton more scripture that can be used. I'm just saying an evangelical will hear that and know that that's not the first in, first application of that from a literalist um, perspective. Okay. So and you're going to get more hate mail for this than anything you've ever got. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you what the context says. Yeah. We get yeah. hate mail? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that P.O. box and, you know, I don't know where. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, all right. I don't know where to go from here. And even though I have tons more to talk about because, uh, I mean, social justice is part of we haven't even touched on. Um, well, so here's what the catechism says in the back of our prayer book. Hey, that's a good idea, Tom. Let's see what our prayer book says. <laughs> Well, Everett already said the mission of the church is to restore all people to unity with God and each other in Christ. And then it says, how does the church pursue its mission? 
The church pursues its mission as it prays and worships, proclaims the gospel, and promotes justice, peace, and love. So that's how, and then it, and then it says it carries out its mission through its members. You know, so, Rowan, uh, Rowan Williams in um, Being Christian, uh, great book, Tom, uh, <laughs> talks about how we are to be, to be a bridge to God for others. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that just, that just makes so much sense to me. Um, and, and, and as I'm reading the ragamuffin gospel and just how Brennan just, I mean, takes that hammer and grabs the word grace and pounds you from page one <laughs> through page 254 with trying to get us to understand grace. And, and, and we need it. I think, I mean, we need that book. Um, and, and, and those people reminding us what is taking place in Christ. And as you said, I mean, we're all, you know, we were all saved or like Everett likes to say 2000 years ago on a cross. Um, if you will, I think that's the phrasing you used. And, um, but we, we have to be reminded of that grace and, once we are, and this is what Peter Rollins always says, and I probably said 30 times on this podcast, but once you are shown grace, mercy, and love, then can you show one, someone else, grace, mercy, and love? And I think that is the part of the mission of the church to for us to recognize that we are bankrupt even when we're trying to interpret Scripture. <laughs> This is me, not you guys, not you guys, um, and and we're just we're gonna fumble, we're gonna fail, we're gonna try, it's not gonna work, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, but hopefully we can say, you know what, I am the least of these, and I need grace, and I need the cross, and now that I've seen a glimpse, hopefully seen and witnessed a glimpse, I can turn. And share that, whatever it looks like, with someone else. And if it, if it recognizing that in that culture, to sit down with someone and break bread is to reach a hand out in a fellowship, in friendship, in relationship. Hopefully, we can get the nerve to get ourselves, get out of our own way, and sit down with someone and be in relationship in whatever that looks like. I'd say that's a pretty good mission of the church. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> Woo, I got an amen from Tom. <laughs> okay, I think I'd like to sit back and, and review where we went with this because I don't know if there's more. Um, so let's let's stop here and then we'll regroup and see where we go. Sound good? Sounds good. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.